Welcome to the new season of MedTech On Air, your window into the world of medical technologies. This is a podcast by MedTech Europe, the European Trade Association for the Medical Technology Industry. My name is Estefania Cordero, Communications Manager, and I am the new host of this podcast. Joining us today for the first time in his role as CEO of MedTech Europe is Oliver Vizatza. This is the first episode in a series where we will discuss the MedTech Europe Manifesto, the opportunities around the upcoming European elections, the future of healthcare in Europe, and the innovation opportunities and outlook for the medical technology sector in the coming years. In today's episode, we'll focus on the MedTech Europe Manifesto and the European elections. Oliver, welcome to MedTech On Air. We are so pleased to have you in the pod today. Thanks so much for the introduction, Estefania. I'm really happy to be back on the podcast, uh, the first one I'm doing since becoming CEO. Really pleased to have you, and let's get this chat started. Oliver, can you help us to first set the stage before we you know, really kick off and dive into this discussion? Um, maybe you can share with our listeners a snapshot of why we have a manifesto and what's at stake. Sure. So the first thing to bear in mind is why Europe matters. I mean, we are a global industry. Medical technology manufacturers, wherever they are in the world, tend to serve patients around the world. But Europe on the global scene is still tremendously important for the medtech industry. European patients, healthcare systems, Economies and society all have burning needs that this industry helps solve and address. And as a market, the European medical technology market is still second largest in the world, following only the United States. So from a medtech perspective, Europe really matters. And that's why, as a priority last year, we published a manifesto on the upcoming European elections. All right. And, you know... Going into the the details of these manifestos, keeping you know this this kind of scene in mind, what what are the main objectives? Okay, so in a few months' time, in June of this year, European citizens will head to the polls to elect new representatives in the European Parliament, and at the same time, the European Commission is set for a change in leadership too. It'll have a new president and a fresh team of commissioners. So those are two European institutions which will undergo change and renewal. And that means these elections are going to bring change for European politics too. They'll shape Europe's priorities for the next five years. That makes it a very exciting time. And it means we all have the chance to rethink a little bit where we want to go, what kind of healthcare we want to provide for people in Europe in the future, and what we need to do in the next five years to get there. So that's why MedTech Europe has an election manifesto. It's called Empowering Patients, Inspiring Innovation. And this manifesto is our way of underscoring the MedTech industry's dedication to improving healthcare across Europe. And it's also a call on the changing EU institutions to make the best of these next five years, to create EU policies that will improve the health and well-being of people around Europe, to make healthcare more patient-centric, more digitally advanced, and to ensure that our healthcare systems can continue doing so for many years to come. Those are the objectives. Oliver, I heard you mention um, the people of Europe and people in Europe quite a lot um, in your introduction. So let's, let's dive into the patient-centric approach in the manifesto. What do we actually need to make healthcare for people in the EU more patient-centric? Sure. So people are what this industry is all about. 
Our vision calls for European health systems to be patient-centric at their core. And what we mean by that is that in the future, people across the European continent will be able to receive top quality care and access the most modern solutions possible, no matter where they live in the European Union. We have put patient centricity center stage in our manifesto because it's at the core of delivering effective and compassionate healthcare. When we as an industry pay, place patients at the center, we aim to create a healthcare environment that both addresses medical needs and also considers people's experiences, their preferences, and the outcomes that matter most to them. Our focus on patient centricity shows the medical technology sector's commitment to fostering trust and ensuring that the services and technologies we stand for can meet the needs of the people and the patients we ultimately serve. You mentioned this, um, you know, this transformation in healthcare. Digital transformation is a, you know, quite major focus of the manifesto. Um, could you maybe share with our listeners some insights about how digital solutions can reshape healthcare systems? Like, you know, what can be done to incentivize innovation um, and increase the uptake of digital solutions? Maybe what their impact is. Medtech plays a really important role in this digital transition uh, in two ways. First of all, as an industry, we offer solutions to help healthcare systems actually keep up with all of these technological advancements in terms of how they run and deliver care. But also as an industry, we ourselves are actively in innovating our products and processes and services so that we can develop and offer digital innovations to the healthcare systems that drive this big change. So building resilience in European healthcare systems is one of the priorities outlined in the manifesto. And you were just speaking about, you know, the many ways that that digital and our industry are, you know, working in tandem to push forward um, these major, major changes in the way we deliver healthcare in Europe. Um, in a world marked by uncertainties like supply chain disruptions or new pandemics, um, what can we do um, in Europe, but as an industry as well, to prepare healthcare systems effectively? Um, what what strategies you know could could we propose for bolstering resilience? Well, resilience is already a, a key priority for Europe since the pandemic and its aftermath, and we absolutely agree with that. Uh, our call as an industry for resilient healthcare systems uh, comes from our understanding that. The healthcare landscape is extremely dynamic and challenges can come up unexpectedly. There's lots of challenges we can foresee, but you need to be ready for the unexpected as best you can. So when we talk about prioritizing resilience, what we're working towards is building healthcare systems that can adapt and withstand shocks. They can ensure uninterrupted access to critical healthcare services, even in the face of crises. So being able to function in times of normality and times of crises. Our call to enhance the resilience of European healthcare systems also comes from the possibility of other challenges like supply chain disruptions you mentioned, pandemics, be they respiratory pandemics like COVID or something else, or challenges from non-communicable diseases, which have been on the rise for years. To prepare effectively for all this, to diversify supply chains, to implement predictive analytics for supply chains and to invest in digital health platforms is all really critical. We need Europe to take proactive steps 
for pandemic preparedness, to ensure resource availability, to have emergency response protocols, and to leverage uh, remote patient care technology. When we talk about addressing non-communicable diseases, this involves technology-driven preventive healthcare through things like wearables and smart devices. When we talk about having a resilient workforce that supports healthcare professionals, we're talking about doing this through technology-driven training, telemedicine tools, remote consultations, and so on. So in essence, resilience is about having a comprehensive strategy that integrates technology. And this is really vital if we're to navigate the uncertainties facing European healthcare systems. And the medical technology sector has a strong role to play in all this. Through our role in developing innovative solutions and strategic partnerships, our sector is a key enabler in strengthening and reinforcing healthcare infrastructure and ensuring the ability of this infrastructure to endure and rebound from unseen circumstances. So medtech is an enabler of resilience. We're speaking a lot about the future and ensuring the resilience and sustainability of health systems for years to come. Um, sustainability is a crucial theme um, in today's context, certainly, and also in the manifesto. Can you maybe shed some light into the importance of sustainability and innovation and environmental performance improvements in medical technologies? Sustainability is a crucial theme, and it's one our industry takes very seriously. You know, by some estimates, healthcare as a whole is responsible for around 4 to 5% of global greenhouse gas emissions. And that's why sustainability is taking on an increasingly bigger role in medtech innovation. In a nutshell, a healthy planet makes for healthy people. And by in innovating solutions in eco-friendly technologies and through more responsible manufacturing, industries like ours can contribute to creating a healthcare ecosystem that cares for patients while also caring for the planet. And that's the goal. But we also need to consider that change needs time and regulation needs to allow for realistic transitions so that we don't have patients experiencing disruptions in their care delivery. So that's why it's also important to involve all healthcare actors in the process of rethinking and greening healthcare so that we deliver for the planet while continuing to deliver for people. That's powerful. Um, as we wrap up our conversation, Oliver, what do you think the real world impact of the manifesto will be? How how does it set the stage um, for a healthcare landscape that is patient-centric, digitally advanced, resilient, and at the same time sustainable? Well, of course, our hope is for there to be a big impact from the manifesto. You know, a sector like medical technology is at the center of innovation in Europe. You know, our sector files one of the highest number of new patents every year, so we are innovative by fact. And this innovation we deliver, whether it's by large or small medtech companies, aims to solve some of the most difficult challenges facing healthcare and facing the world. So by leading this call to action through our manifesto, our hope is to have real-world impact that will lead to a future where our sector's innovation can help healthcare professionals and others uh, deliver better outcomes, better care, empower patients, support equal access, no matter where in the European region, citizens are living while contributing to environmental sustainability. Our industry is very committed to this vision 
And we hope that by working together with other organizations and the changing EU institutions, we can bring this vision to life. Thank you, Oliver, for joining us on this first episode of the new season of MedTech on Air podcast and for sharing your insights on the manifesto and what's at stake for Europe in these uh, upcoming elections and beyond. You can stay up to date, listeners, with the latest news from our sector by heading to our website, www.medtecheurope.org, or by following us on our social media channels and newsletters. Until next time, this is Steph signing off.